Alexander Snitker, libertarian, Republican, and political hack, and Adrian Wiley, born-again anarchist and political husband. Banter, blather, and joke about current events while attempting to figure out whether to keep trying to salvage our constitutional republic or just stock up on marshmallows to roast on the smoldering embers of society. It's time for Unattended Baggage. Why, thank you, Ledge. Hello, everyone in Podcastville or Internet Land or wherever you may reside. This is Alex, co-host Unattended Baggage. Along with me is my radio life mate, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Adrian, chairman of the Building Materials Projectile and Staging and Logistics Committee of the West Central Florida Guild of Professional Anarchists, Local Chapter 151, Wiley. How are you, sir? I'm doing good, man. How are you? You don't look good. That, you know, it, it's... I'm, I'm, you have a makeup for radio right now. Uh, yeah, I'm uh, slightly hungover, but not really. Um, more of a like a, you know, the, the whole post-holidays, you know, just... It, it, it basically burned the candle to the nub at this point. You know what I'm saying? I, I do. I do yeah. understand where you're coming from with that. I do so, understand where you're coming from. It's like from. I, I need a just a day of rest and recuperation from all that. From all the rest and recuperating. Yeah, yeah. Because it's much. not really rest and recuperating on Christmas. No, not really, not really. But it was actually a good time. I mean, we had a, a good number of people over. Uh, you know, totally ignoring all COVID guidelines. You guys were not socially distanced. Not socially distanced. No. No. And a bunch of young people, of course, who are like, you know, the virulent super spreaders. Yeah. So, you know, had that going on. That's nice. It was nice. Yeah. Good times. I made everyone uh, my uh, now uh, newly famous uh, old fashioned recipe. What is that? Uh, old fashions, you know, a whiskey mm-hmm. drink. Mm-hmm. So, but I've actually got cedar planks now and a torch and I smoke them and do all that stuff. So went through a big. Hold on. What do you mean? You, you, you have a torch. What did you do? What do you mean? A torch. What did you uh, torch? What did you, why did you torch like a, the whiskey? Uh, like a butane. Well, you, you torch the... You lit the whiskey on fire? No, you don't light the whiskey on fire. What you do is you light wood on fire and then collect the smoke in the glass and then pour the drink over the smoke. So... What does that do? Uh, it gives it a, a unique, you know, smoky flavor, essentially. Did you... And everybody, did everybody enjoy it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we went through a handle. So... We went through a, you went through a whole fifth? Uh, yeah, pretty well, but not a fifth, uh, uh, you know, what a more than a fifth. What, what's the big one? 1.57 liter. Yeah. How many people just about, again? uh, I think there were three of us. <laughs> no. <laughs> so uh, there was a, you know, probably, uh, uh, six, eight people having, having cocktails. Is that so. why you put that one article up of was when drinking is going to be too much? I was pulling that up just to see if just I, to see if, you, yeah, if, if there was any, it? any potential effect on my brain, but, uh, it went into a whole thing about binge drinking and, you know. Okay. Well, we'll get there. We'll yeah. get there. We'll get there in a second hour. No, no, I don't. I don't even want to talk about it. Why? Because you don't want to admit you hit, hit a little cl- too close to home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hit a little too close to home. Yeah, I don't want to go there. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Um, I do want to talk about one personal story here first before we get started into, you know, the other madness, the the war on five G. Um, but I did want to talk about. And I have to admit, I love them too, is the love of statist bars. And what I mean by statist bars is bars that pay homage to government in one form or another. What I mean by that is more specifically, I know because that's still a little general, vets clubs are homages to the military, which is an homage to government, right? Cop bars and firemen bars. So last night in downtown Newport Ritchie, I went to a cigar bar that's down there. 
Now, I never go into this cigar. I mean, I've been in this cigar bar before, but I've never really spent any time in that cigar bar. I just haven't done it. It just wasn't my thing. Just not one of the ones I frequent down there. But when I went down there last night, because it was just so freaking cold, and I got down there like old man early, like, you know, like 830. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm now getting there, but like when I get to the, when I went to the village pub, the one place I go to, no one was there, but like one group of girls. Right. And then me and Kelly, because Danielle didn't want to go. So it was just me and Kelly that went. So we went there, had a beer, had, you know, had a beer or two there. And then I had a cigar, but I can't smoke cigars in the village pub anymore. Like the village pub used to be a place where you could go there, smoke cigarettes, smoke cigars, have a good time. They've since redone it and it looks looks really nice. It looks really super nice. Right. But when they redid it, they also eliminated smoking from in there. Mm. So you can't smoke in there anymore, which I got to tell you, if your name is, if your name is village pub, I just don't think you should legally be allowed to not let people smoke in there. <laughs> like, I think you have to lose like the village or the pub part. Like, you know, right. Like you shouldn't be pub. It's village bar maybe now, but pub almost gives the indication. Like you should, you know, like I, you it's know, a I level. See, I see it the other way. I see it the other way. Pub to me is more of a kind of eatery kind of a mixed bar and, and grill type thing. Whereas bar is just bar. Mm, you know, okay. you should right. always be able to smoke in a bar. If, if if it has the name bar in the name, you should be able to smoke. You there. should be able to smoke there. All right, yeah. fair enough. Fair, fair point. Fair point. So, but we left there and we started walking, and I was looking for another place where I could have my cigar at. Right. And I and I was like, why don't we just go to the cigar bar? Because I I stopped by another place, this place called Bourbon on Main, and they're like, you can't smoke in here either. Right. And I'm like, all right. And he's like, where can I? Where can you smoke inside? He's like, the only place that I know of is the cigar bar. And I'm like, oh, no shit. How about that? If I could just go to the cigar. Right. Duh. Duh. <laughs> So I go to the cigar bar and what they have up top is patches from either fire departments or police departments. Okay. And they have a lot of them. You know, like how people put dollar bills up. Right. It was the same thing, but with police patches or fire department patches. Okay. And that's the whole place was covered with that. Really? Yeah. Hmm. So, you know, and there was one guy that was wearing, it looked like he was like an, it might've been off duty fireman or cop or something like that, but had like the blue lives matter, like a, like a blue lives matter like he had like a regular tactical jacket on right. but it had like the blue lives matter yeah. like thing on it right and i gotta tell you though this is the thing like I, you know i don't like government right but i like those places to drink at though like they're always fun to drink at everybody's having a good time they're singing songs like it's it's it was you know it was a good i had fun i was talking to somebody at the bar right and i haven't really done that in a long time anyway at least the new people right so I went there, had a good time, had a cigar. I had one cigar that I brought with me, and then I actually had another one while I was there. And, uh, you know, I was listening to the jukebox and, you know, some guy that was standing next to me that looked like Mike Matisau, by the way. Who's that? Mike Matisau is a poker player. Mm. Yeah, the name's familiar, but I can't picture him. Now, if, yeah. you, if, you, if you look I'd, him up probably, later on, this yeah. guy looked like a thinner version, a thinner, better looking version of Mike Matisau. Okay. So he looked like, 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 cause Mike Madison looks like a kind of guy that has let himself go a little bit. This mm -hmm. guy looks like he's still kind of in shape, but he okay. looked like Mike Madison. Like if Mike, Mike had like a smarter, younger brother, maybe is what it would be. <laughs> okay. Obscure reference. Move on. Okay. Well, some people will get it though. Yeah. And if you do get it, then congrats to you. And if you don't get it, then whatever. Well, fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. So like me. Yeah, exactly. So I'm in there and I'm just like, the, the thing is I don't like government, but I like the bars that are an homage to government though. Okay. What do you think about that? What do you like? What's your opinion on those bars? Um, I, yeah, I don't know if I have a specific opinion on them. Um, you know, hard to say. Like, do you like going to a vets club to drink? I not particularly. No, do I you, mean, I don't. I, I don't actually really go to bars. That's never been my thing. You know, once in a blue moon, it's usually out with friends. But 
Um, like I do, if, if I feel like having a drink, I'm just going to go home, you know, have yeah. a drink there. Um, so I don't do a lot of bars per se. It never have never really been my thing. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. I can understand that. Yeah. Hold on. Did you go with me to the vets club in, uh, to the Amvets club in Newport? Regime? Just one time. It was, uh, I think it was after your dad's yeah, funeral. My dad funeral. Yeah. yeah. And then we went over there and right. drank. Yeah. That was fun. Yeah. So, um, you know, and I, oh, that's the day where I tricked you into hugging me. Yes, that that was um, <laughs> the first time. <laughs> the first time. The first time I tricked you into hugging me. Um, but uh, yeah, it's uh, so I don't do a lot of vets clubs or anything. I've been a few here and there, you know, but it's just not, you know, something I do a lot. Now, I grew up as a kid. Uh, my grandparents were always, you know, like both my granddads were always the grand poobah of like one was elks, one was lions. Yeah. So it was like I was always in those clubs growing up. Well, that's a which, different kind of social club. Though. But it's very similar, though, because they all they both had the, the bar. So, you know, half of the building was the bar. Yeah. You know, so it was kind of like that same type of feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, those are that's one of the ones that the people that, that weren't military uh, centric. Well, you know, both of them were ex-military. In fact, both of them were World War II vets. Yeah, yeah. But I'm saying is that those but the it, Elks but, and the Lee and the, what was it? The Elks and the what was the other one? Uh, the uh, Lions. The yeah. Lions. Right. Those are both non-military <laughs> focused, though. Right. Exactly. Even though, it, you know, especially it's at that with, time. It's filled in with In the vets. 70s, it was almost all World War II veterans. Oh, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. No, no, exactly. So. That was back when those things, like, because those things are starting to, like, they're having to evolve. Right. And some of them are evolving and some of them are not evolving. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, a lot of those social clubs are gone. Just, you know, you don't see them anymore. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of them gone, but they're still, they're around though. You'd be surprised. Well, I think they're going to be a lot more gone, you know, this decade, uh, especially after what we just went through now. I mean, what, what, you know, social clubs are operating right now, you know? Uh, well, in Florida, outside of Florida, oh, okay. yeah, probably not many of them. Outside you know, of Florida. and that is one great thing. You know, I gotta say um, that it's it's great to be in Florida right now because, you know, we're still like free. You know, to some degree, we're so, relatively open. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, t- I was talking to my brother uh, yesterday on on Zoom, and he's in you know Manhattan, and he's like, you know, look, I, he says I go on the subway. There's like nobody in the subway cars. He says, I can ride my bike down the middle of Fifth Avenue. He says, you have to hunt for a restaurant that is open because most of them are closed. You know, and the few that are open, they're figuring out how to turn the sidewalk and the parking spaces in front of their, you know, uh, their space into a restaurant because they can't be inside. In New York. In New York. Yeah. In 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 December. December. Right. Yeah, exactly. So. Like he went out and was having, you know, dumplings at a Chinese place <laughs> last night <laughs> and it was out on the street, you know, but what they're doing now is they're starting to like make makeshift coverings over the sidewalk itself. So yeah. they're, they're turning the sidewalk into part of the restaurant. So there's some places now, whereas you're walking down the street in New York city, you actually have to pretty much walk through this enclosed restaurant because it's, they've encroached on the sidewalk and apparently What's happening is like the building inspectors in New York City and everything and the code enforcers are just kind of letting it slide. Yeah. You know, which is... Well, because they, they realize they realize that these people are all going to be out of work. Well, and probably they live in those neighborhoods and work in those neighborhoods and they're like, I want to have somewhere where I can get some food. Yeah. You know, so yeah, very strange. So comparatively, you know, it's it, you know, but like I'm saying is like there's not probably any Elks clubs or Lions clubs or Vets clubs operating right now in New York or California or, you know, Illinois. Yeah. So, yeah. You're probably right. So that's probably could be a death well, knell for a lot. You know, of them. I, I have to look into it though, because if there are some places that might be open that will 
like because those places operate around a different set of parameters, right? They might be able. There might be an exception for those places to be open. They maybe. they might be exploiting loopholes. Yeah, maybe they, they could. Maybe I don't know though. I, I I don't know the answer to that question. All I know is that the the local ones down here seem to be open. Right. But you're right though. Most of Florida like is not participating in this national lockdown. Right. In the beginning, there was some of it, and then DeSantis was like never again and has actually at set least up, he learned his lesson well and not only that though he set up rules to bar the local governments from doing it right which yeah. is even like is even better yeah because there are plenty of uh totalitarians on local governments that would like to do the same oh, thing. oh yeah you yeah. live in the county of one. Oh yeah yeah especially pinellas county yeah. they're just you know you know yeah but they're big on the mask mandate but so is pasco by the way yeah so Hernando's not, but Pasco and Pinellas definitely are. They're definitely big on the mask mandates. You see all the signs everywhere that, you know, you have to wear a mask. And, you know, some people do it and some people don't. Danielle was in Sprouts, you know that place? And they kicked her out. Oh, I hate that place. They kicked her out. She, Why? Because she, she wouldn't had, wear a like, mask? She was like halfway through shopping and they kicked her out. Really? Yeah. So she'll never go back there again. I, I didn't realize she was an anti-masker. Uh, yes, she's very much anti-mask. But she requires her employees to wear masks, right? I mean, if you're going into a... Yeah, if you're going in there, then yeah. yeah. Kind of duplicitous, huh? Well, she doesn't really work at the same... She doesn't really work there anymore, though. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. And I, I do require that they would wear the masks. So you're the, you're the uh, totalitarian. I would, I would do it, yeah. Yeah. I, wow. But they want to do it anyway, though. Right. You're walking into a bunch of strangers' homes, dude. Right. You gotta, you gotta do that. Yeah, well, whatever. Well, here's the thing, man. With the here's the thing, dude. And and I've said this. I think I might have said it before. With the clientele that we have, is that we have many people that fit all of the pre-existing conditions. That if they were to get this, you know, we got some people that are that are you know that are definitely immunocompromised to right. say the least. Right. So in that aspect, as a company, we need to do everything we can in order to. Um, protect those people as best as possible. Right. Again, it may do something. It may not do something, but if I get a team that's got, if I get a team that gets it, then they got to be down for 10 days. Right. Yeah. And that's, yeah, that's the, unfortunate that hurts part. money. Yeah. That's money. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, you gotta be, you gotta be mindful of it, but at the same time, look, I think, I think it's getting way blown out of proportion. And the thing is, this: like, they keep talking about these California and New York and all these hospitals that are at capacity in States that are completely locked down. Like if, if, if it's at capacity to place where it's locked down, then maybe you're, what you're doing isn't working. Yeah. Yeah. Because I could tell you the hospitals in Florida aren't. They, they, they don't seem to be. No. No. When I've talked to, yeah, again, I had uh, a couple people over this, uh, this weekend for uh, Christmas uh, that work in the field and it's nothing going on. Nothing out of the ordinary. Is that you what know? they said to you? Yeah. I work in hospitals. You know, not that much going on. <laughs> you know, it's just... Yeah, it's a strange thing. I don't get it. And and that's the uh the the thing is you, when you try to when you try to compare the news to your information that you're getting firsthand or from objective observation and they don't jive. I mean, what do you think? That that's what I, you know, what do you believe at that point? Yeah. No, no, no. I feel, I feel like that every Because I don't want to say that, that you know, I, oh, it's all fake news because I, I, I don't think it is. But by the same token, it's, there's a big disconnect here because if, if it was really that bad, you know, I, I, would, I would be able to witness some of that. 
Yeah. You know, we or the people I know would. And it's just it, it's not happening. Like, you I know? know people that have I mean, I, hold on. Let me just say this. I know people that know people that have died. Right. But I don't personally. Right. Have firsthand experience with any of it. And again, uh, we've talked about this before. I know one person that's died and he was, you know, in his 90s and with uh, advanced Alzheimer's. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, that's. Well, you kind of got one foot in the grave anyway. Well, yeah, with, and, and that's the thing. It's everybody knew that he didn't have much time left when he got COVID anyway. Yeah. You know, so, but again, they attributed that death to COVID. So that counted in the numbers. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just a crazy thing. You yeah. Know? So, in fact, there's uh, uh, someone in my house right now that uh, has recently got over COVID. So, really? Yeah. So, yeah, Spencer. Oh, how long ago? The guy making all the noise downstairs. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, a couple of weeks ago. Okay. Yeah, like uh, two, three weeks ago. And, uh, yeah, he said it was a bad flu, and that was about it. Yeah. So. All right. So let's get into this first, though, because this, this past, you know, this past week that just happened, actually on Christmas morning. Right. Is that there was an explosion in Tennessee, in Nashville, Tennessee, in downtown. Right. With an RV. Right. Now, according to the news... And I guess some firsthand reporting that this RV started saying that basically it was going to blow up in five minutes or something like that. Yes. Yeah. And then had a countdown and then blew up. Well, it wasn't really a countdown per se. It was just a, uh, a recorded uh, message on loop that said, um, if you can hear this, evacuate immediately. <laughs> you know, and it was, you know, like a computer generated voice. Um, and it was just blaring through speakers. So you could hear it for a long way. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but yeah, this is a really interesting case. You know? Now this thing, as far as we can tell right now has caused zero deaths. One. One death. Yeah. But, but it was, it was by design to yeah. not cause any death. It, it appears that at way. least it appears that way. Yeah. Uh, you know, from, uh, from what I've seen, it appears that the, the suicide bomber who, you know, cause they're, they found, they did find human remains inside the epicenter so someone was in the winnebago essentially mm -hmm. um the and it appears to be uh, i forget the guy's name uh, warner is his name um but uh anyway yeah it, he is a uh, like a 63 year old it guy and that's who they believe was was inside it and who planted the bomb um, oh, so they didn't find the guy they didn't find that guy yet well no they found remains inside and they're you know it's pretty small pieces, you know, yeah. uh, not to be graphic there, but uh, they're having to, uh, they, they just, uh, they're doing like tissue samples and stuff. They're like doing that. tissue samples and they've contacted his mother for a DNA sample to find Gee, out. If it's, yeah. Find out if it's him because they, you know, probably can't even do dental so at this, this point. This is an, I, this is an IT guy. Yeah. And they believe that the reason that he did this was because of 5g. Yeah. I, uh, I don't know whether I buy that or not. Okay. Okay. It's possible. It's possible that that's the reason. But, you know, because people have all kinds of crazy conspiracy theories. and Yeah. You know. Oh, oh look at a, you. Party foul, dick. dude. You're, I told you, you have to leave that phone in another room. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So, I'm no, sorry. Don't, don't even text back. Put the phone down. I'm not texting Mute anybody it. back. I'm put, just put muting the phone it. down. I am muting it right now. Okay. As we speak, I am doing the muting. Okay. okay? Good. Yeah. So just all I'm doing is muting give it to it. me. You can have it back and after I'm class. It, I'm going to put it, give it back to me. I'm gonna put I, it back I'll give it back to you after class in my size 34. If you, pants. If you don't give it to me now, I'm, I'm going to let the principal know you're going to get a referral <laughs> to the front office. Um, so yeah, so it's, it's, uh, so he warned people on the streets. What, but here's the interesting part is 
the reason that police even responded initially was reports of gunshots. Yeah. Okay. And it's hard to say whether he broadcast just a recording of gunshots, which is possible, or just went outside and shot up in the air, or, you know, something to, to get police. So it, it was almost as if he was trying to attract attention of law enforcement, but then also warning people at the same time to stay back. Uh, because law enforcement arrived, and then they heard the message, and they backed off a bit. Three officers were injured, but not life-threatening. You know, they yeah. were treated and released type injuries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and amazingly, no one else was injured. Yeah. You know, and so to to pull off something like that um, requires a lot of research. He had to know where to place the van, where there wasn't any, you know, nearby residential that was going to be severely impacted. You know, you have to do a lot of things in order to make that happen and to go through the the effort to warn people that the RV was about to explode. I mean, when I first heard about it, my first thought was disgruntled employee of an office that was nearby or maybe AT&T or something like that. Yeah. Um, or a like a life insurance suicide scam. I got you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone trying to claim on. But now it seems like it's a little more elaborate than that because obviously a life insurance policy would probably not pay out on that because it's so, you know. <laughs> well, yeah, it definitely wouldn't pay out on that. No, no, I don't think so. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, very interesting. But, but hold on, though. But the location was not something that was – it looks like it was located to blow up the AT&T building, though. Um, well, not the main AT&T building. But, but like I the transfer it, station yeah, is I think what it, it is, right? An AT&T-owned building that had a lot of, yeah, tech in it. Yeah. So that's what I'm wondering. So that's that's probably why the possibility is there that the they're saying the, it's 5G, you know, which is plausible. But I don't know if they're they're conflating the whole 5G thing, because I, I would think, you know, eh, maybe, you know, because 5G is being used to spy on people. So if that was the guy's concern. But we don't know that we but we don't even know what the concern. was. No, though. not at this point. You know, now the FBI was questioning one of the people that knows this guy. Right. But the guy didn't know anything. He's like, I've never had that conversation with him. But they asked about the 5G stuff. Yeah, and that's why I wonder whether somebody's jumping to conclusions, you know, mm -hmm. uh, just because, hey, well, a lot of people are on this 5G conspiracy, and uh, let's let's say this guy did it. You know, you can see that happening. Well, because initially you heard something like it was going to be, again, the initial talk was it was white supremacists. Of course. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, not... it, it depends. It depends. If you're watching MSNBC, it was white supremacists. If you're watching Fox News, it was radical Muslims. Oh, was it really? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, they they tried to pin it on radical hang Muslims. On, hang on oh, a second. My. I happen I happen to be over at someone uh, who on Christmas Day uh, who had uh, oh god, what's that hideous right wing television news service. One American News? It wasn't OAN. It was the other Newsmax? one. Newsmax? Newsmax. Yeah, yeah. Um, and there, the, that was one, and it was off, but I kept catching it out of the corner of my eye. It was, uh, you know, were radical Muslims responsible for Tennessee blast? Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Is Biden lying was the next guy, right? We're just, we're just asking questions. <laughs> yeah. And, oh, uh, yeah, that was kind of painful. Uh, but anyway. Um, so yeah, depending on who you're, and I'm sure that, you know, MSNBC was, you know, right down the, this is proud boys did this, you know? Yeah. So yeah, screw all those people. That's why you can't trust news. But what's interesting is this guy deeded, he owned two homes and he deeded them over last month to a 29 year old woman on the other side of the country. 
Really? Yeah. And she's like, she's not saying why, but she's like, I had no idea. And apparently under Tennessee law, you can just deed someone a house without their knowledge or permission. And, you know. Yeah. So I guess you can do that pretty much anywhere. If I, you know, say, hey, I'm giving this to you. Here, here, here's a deed. Do yeah. what you want with it. Um, but, yeah, so there's that, too. So this guy obviously knew he was planning to do this. Um, yeah, just a very strange scenario. It's, and I find it, as interesting that I, as I find what his ultimate motivations really are, and I hope that, you know, he left some video or, you know, some manifesto, manifesto or something like yeah. that so we can know what it was. Um, I think ultimately what's going to be just as interesting is how the media – and the authorities attempt to spin the narrative, yeah. you know, and I think that that they're going to try to find someone to demonize with this. That, that seems to be here's a crisis, okay, or a perceived crisis because really one guy's dead and this that guy wanted to be dead. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And there's some damage to some buildings, um, you know. So really, it's not much of a crisis. But if you take that, you can use it. Never let a crisis go to waste. You know, now let's use it to make everyone who has questions about 5G a bomber, a, a, a crazy person. Yeah. Now, all of a sudden, you're Ted Kaczynski, you know, <laughs> um, and I think that, again, <laughs> the conspiracy theories, some of the conspiracy theories about 5G are just out there like fucking Pluto, man. You know, they're just moronic. Having said that. There are a lot of uh, functionalities of 5G that absolutely can be used for surveillance, uh, and it can actually be used uh, for, uh, and we talked about this on past shows, for like uh, radiographic mapping. Yeah. You know, so they can actually image kind of like a, you know, the last week we talked about the satellites looking mm -hmm. through buildings. Well, if you have a consistent frequency that's, that's penetrating and bouncing off objects, and you know that's at uh, you know being broadcast at a consistent level. You can use that information like radar or like sonar uh, to create images. Yeah. So essentially, yeah. And that's that, what this technology is going to be able to make that, allowed for them to do. Exactly. Exactly. And that's it, not a conspiracy theory. That's no, just that's, what. That's just a fact. That's just what they're going to try. That's the what they can works. do. Yeah. Not that they're going to do that. I think even it, though they're going to do they're that. They're going to do that. Yeah. Without question, they're going to do that. Um, but it's no, it really, it's not that much different than, you know, having cameras and microphones everywhere, which they're already doing. Yeah. You know, so it's just another, it, it could be a thing where they have more penetration through walls and buildings and maybe they can see inside buildings like this satellite is doing, you yeah. know, um, but you know, it, it's, it's just craziness, man. I mean, here's the thing though. So you do think though, that if this guy was going to do this, that he would have some kind of manifesto to 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 talk about what his in, or what his uh, his intentions were in doing this, like why was he doing what he was doing? Well, You'd think that though, right? Right, and and that's the thing though is what happens inevitably when um, you know something like this happens if he put it out on social media or put it out on YouTube or some format like that. That's instantly shut down. Yeah. You know, so the authorities grab that, shut it down. They subpoena whoever, you know, whatever uh, uh, medium it was presented on yeah. to, to, you know, take it down. Um, so you really couldn't do it that way. And I think long gone are the days where you send a letter to the newspaper. You know, <laughs> so there's got to be some way for him to get it out. You, you would think have so. To be I mean, I, I don't understand how you would go through all this trouble and kill yourself. Yeah. Without, without an explanation. Well, Especially I mean, in this manner. Yeah. You know? Yeah, because you, you, you blew yourself up in an RV. Right. In downtown Nashville. Right. 
Yeah. Specifically in front of a building where you knew it was going to cause a lot of disruption to communications. Yes. You know? Yes. So got to be a whole bunch of reasons for it. Yeah. You'd think there would be. I but it, it could just be the guy was a nut, you know, and he thought 5G was the end of the world. <laughs> so who knows? More, I mean, more information is going to come from it, but and we'll see what happens with the media. Well, the yeah. media response will be interesting as well. I don't know if we'll ever get the real story, and that's the thing. I, I think that uh, uh, right now a narrative is being built uh, about this, and it may be the long-term narrative. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, And I find it interesting how when we discover that that sort of thing has happened, how long it usually takes to correct it. I mean, look at uh, Richard Jewell. Remember the uh, Olympic Park, park mm-hmm. bombing yeah, in yeah. Atlanta, nineteen ninety six. It's just now, you know. Here we are, a, 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 almost a quarter of a century later, and it's just recently that a lot of people are learning the real story because they're putting out movies about it and documentaries and stuff, and how they railroaded this guy, and you know, they just turned him into the narrative because he was a goofball. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Um, and, uh, I, I think it's, it's interesting how that happens and, and how these things take on a life of their own. And even with the investigators, you know, they're just as capable of doing it as, as, uh, the media is or anyone else. Yeah. You know, and that one took, uh, 25 years to really correct in the, the public mind. Oh, in yeah. the public mind. Yeah. Yeah. Because honestly, I, I remember like thinking this whole time that, yeah, Richard Jewell, he was the guy that blew the place up, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and I think a lot of people are like that. You know, it just at a certain point, you just forget the, you know, the the rest of the story, so to speak. Oh. Yeah, Paul little, Harvey. Little Paul Harvey. Yeah, yeah. Always like listening to Paul Harvey, by the way. Yeah, I miss him. Yeah, he was good. He was good. Yeah. Mike Rose kind of like the new Paul Harvey. You know, I... He I, does The Way I, I Heard could, It. Yeah, I... Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, he does a thing on the online called The Way I Heard It, hmm. which is actually really good, by the way. Yeah, he uh, he has that whole temperament thing going on, you know, mm-hmm. like the just the common sense, neutral kind of voice. Yeah. 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 I, li- I like that guy. He does. I know he does good. He does good work. Yeah. All right. So let's move on to something else here. And the other thing I wanted to move on to is there's two things I want to wrap together almost. And the first one being that in this episode or like the season or the episode finale of Trump, you know, the president, the reality show that is the United States of America. Yes. The reality (laughs) show that is this, I really didn't see this twist coming of Trump saying he was going to veto the bill that he, that his treasury secretary helped put together. Right. Because he wants to give all Americans $2,000 instead of $600. God bless Donald Trump. It was, (laughs) It, it was unbelievable that this is what he would do, but it was, it's totally believable at the same time. Like in one aspect, you don't want to be like, no way, no way he did this. And then the, in the second aspect, you're like, I guess it kind of makes sense. Like, oh yeah. It, it kind of makes sense. Without, that. without question. Yeah. I mean, that's uh, that's his whole persona. He's just doing whatever he thinks is going to make him look good. And that's, is, yeah. well, and not only make him look good, but it actually makes the Republicans look bad because the Republicans aren't going to go for it. Right. Like, right. So in the House, they could have done it where they could have basically unanimously passed it in the House. But if any Republican spoke up to to challenge it, then the procedure would mean that they wouldn't make it right away. And they could vote for it, but it would take longer time. Yeah, this is just a, a total fuck you all around. Yeah. Yeah. And, he, and Trump did it. And you're like, really? Right. Like, <laughs> well, it's a fuck you to the Democrats, too, because now the Democrats have to side with Trump. Uh, yeah, but they but here's the thing though. But there there was no shame in their game on this one. They're right. like, oh yeah, we should do it. Yeah, like hell yeah, yeah we should get it done. <laughs> you know, at least they're consistent there. Well, no, yeah. in that aspect they were. Right. You'd think maybe they wouldn't be, but no, they were totally consistent with it. Yeah, and it's just 
I'm curious. Hang on a second. I'm, I'm curious what the fiscally conservative uh, Trump supporters uh, think of uh, Trump doing this. I, I don't think they you probably could love put those it. two words together. <laughs> yeah, I know. You, there was a time you probably could, but. People don't care about budgets. And no, they don't. I, I certainly don't. <laughs> I mean, it just doesn't. It doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't matter anymore. Let's bust those budgets, man. I mean, it, it doesn't though. Yeah. It really doesn't matter anymore. If this year, if this year has shown one thing, it's that there's very, very few people that care about the budgets and the deficits. Right. They just don't give. They don't give a crap at all. Well, it, what, we're what taking I find, modern monetary pol- policy, and we're actually putting it to the test now. What I find amazing is that how how people for this entire time who supported Trump just project whatever they believe on that guy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's almost like they did the same thing with Obama. What? Yeah, they they totally did. No, oh no, yeah, I, yeah, I know yeah. they did. I was making. The I guess point. people just do that in general. But you know, I I was talking to. Um, uh, someone we'll just say, and uh, again, it was the the person who had the um, uh, Newsmax on yeah. at their house on Christmas Day, <laughs> <You know? laughs> and uh, it was uh, you know I said, well, the one thing I like about Trump is he was pretty hands off on foreign policy, and he goes, oh yeah, he just let the military go in there and take care of ISIS. That's how we wiped out ISIS because Trump Trump took away all the rules of engagement. Really? That happened? <laughs> you know, I'm, I, I don't know. I kind of, I, I kind of don't remember that happened. We we wiped out ISIS. Is that what happened? And, you know, I, okay. <laughs> you know, just not worth it. You know. No. Right. But it's it. That was this person's reality. You know. Yeah. So I, you just it, it I mean, makes I, no sense. I, Trump did adjust rules of engagement over there, though. That is not. That's not an incorrect statement. Um, right, but by the same token, he drew down all the the forces, and you know what I'm saying. The only place, actually, the only place that, that rules of engagement were modified were uh, in Syria briefly. Well, yeah. and then the border around Iraq, and the border around Syria and Iraq. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. that's what. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, look. <laughs> the problem is, is that if you look at what Trump did foreign policy wise during this time frame, it's the stuff at the end that actually will have the most long-term effects right. because brokering those peace deals between Israel and some of those other countries to basically have everybody be over there, be aligned against Iran right. is probably going to end up being one of the better things that he's done. Or it's going to end up in an actual major regional war. One of the, one of the other potentially though. a global war. One of the other. Yeah. It could be one of the other. <laughs> yeah. But you know what though? But there's no way if you're, unless you're going to, but you needed Foreign policy-wise, they needed those countries to start talking to one another again. Right, right. Yeah, that's true. You yeah. know? Kind of just shifted the battle lines and the players, you know? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they were, well, because the other people realized that Iran wasn't their friend either. Right. Well, yeah, and that's the thing. And they and they started to realize that Israel wasn't the enemy they thought it was. Yeah. You know, it's like, uh, okay, we've, we've argued uh, about Palestine for 70 years. Maybe it's time to, you know. Stop that argument. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, get over it. Yeah. <clears throat> but... With the Trump thing, with the money thing. So let me get back to that part with Trump and the money. Right. God bless Trump. Like. Love him. I, I, but he didn't <laughs> veto the bill, though. Right. He's like, just not signing it. He yeah. just didn't sign it yet. Right. And he wants Congress to send him another bill for 2000. But the Republicans aren't playing with him on it either. Right. Though. Like, because they're stopping it from happening. So, like, I don't know what he's going to do at the end, at the end of the day. But, like, it's just like part of me goes, Why? Well, why did you like your guy was in there? Mnuchin was in there in the in the 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 process, right? Right. Like, so you could have like the six hundred dollar thing wasn't like a surprise, right? You knew that, so why didn't you ask for that before? Well, yeah, 
Again, it, it, it just seems like they're all playing games. That everybody's playing games. No, and you're right, and yeah. you're right, and they're all playing games. But just like, okay, let me see if I can say it this way. So after the 2016 election, it right. was absolutely true that the Democrats did not believe that they lost. They they acted like president wasn't legitimate, and they did it basically for the whole four years. Right. Not my president. Not my president. Yeah, yeah. Right. Now, to show that this country is like a bunch of freaking five-year-olds, mm-hmm. Biden loses, or Biden wins, Trump loses, and you see the exact same thing going on on steroids now. Right. Because this is, it's not really that there was Russian collusion in order to do this or Chinese collusion. They're not really focusing as much on that part, but they are focusing on that, that Biden didn't really win this thing and that the voting was, you know... Uh, illegal or oh, right. know, there there was fraud and fraud and voting and stuff like that. Which don't get me wrong, there was absolutely fraud and voting. No, I'm sure it happens all every, every year, every cycle yeah. it happens. Right. And I will say this is that if you want to, if you put in um, the mail in voting that they were doing, like the pushing out the, the the ballots to people without having the like not the way that normal absentee voting goes. Right. If you just push stuff out, the voter rolls are all screwed up. There's no getting around that. Right. But the Republicans had a year in some of these states in order to fix this, and they didn't do it. They didn't do anything to fix this problem. So now that you want to have a court case over something that you could have fixed a year ago, and they're telling you that you don't have any standing for it, it's not really a cover-up at that point. It's that you didn't do your job as a legislator, and they put through a system that was more rife with, with, um, more rife with um, the possibility of fraud. And because of that, you're just screwed. Like you take the loss, you lost. You lost on, and you lost for multiple reasons, I, I, but you lost nonetheless. I honestly don't think that the. Yeah, I, and again, obviously there was fraud committed because there's always fraud committed. But I don't think it was uh, enough to alter the outcome. I don't think general. it was. Either. I don't no. think it was either. But even if it was, but yeah. I'm saying even if it was enough to alter the outcome, that rule in Pennsylvania was there for a long time. They and they they look. They did not put that through correctly according to their own constitution. There's no getting around that. But you knew that a year ago. If you knew it a year ago and you didn't do anything about it then, then what's the... You're, well, they thought it might benefit them. That's right. That's yeah. exactly right. They right. took a risk. Yeah. They took a risk and they gambled. And you know what? If you gamble, sometimes you lose and you right. lost. Yeah. So with what happened in 2016 is that the left took no retrospection of why they actually lost the election, right? Right. We're seeing the exact same thing going on right now with the right is that they're taking no lessons from any of this right. because they think that they won. They didn't lose. And in some aspects, like if you look at the reasons why some Republicans won against some of the Democrats, there's various reasons for it because state legislature wise up and down the ballot, except for the presidency, Republicans right. actually did far, fared much better than they thought they were going to fare. Mm-hmm. Like they thought they were actually going to lose seats in the house. They ended up gaining seats in the house. Like, so they actually did pretty well. Like they've taken over a bunch of state houses and stuff like that. Right. So they did pretty good. It's just their president lost the top of the ticket loss. Yeah. But the top of the ticket loss though, because he acted like an asshole. Well, you know, the thing that disappoints me the most about this past election is, is that, you know, with all this, how contested it was and how divisive it was and, and all the hyperbole going into it, that it was ultimately peaceful. 
And, you know, that's a real problem for me. <laughs> I, I, I think that uh, we really, I, I mean, you folks, when your candidate loses, you know, in what, 2024, next election cycle, if your candidate loses, you got to go burn some shit, you know? <laughs> I mean, that is the right time to start looting and rioting and, you know, especially government buildings. I mean, it really it's because you got to direct your focus to the right place. So um, I think it's very important that in the next election cycle, America gets it right. And whatever the outcome, the side who lost needs to go out and break some shit. (laughs) Yeah, I I think that's that's the only way we're going to move forward as a country here. Is by breaking shit. Breaking shit and burning buildings, yes. Yes. That's uh, America needs more of that. You know, God bless America. Our founders would be proud. It's just so wrong, dude. <laughs> you know, that's how little I care about, you know, the minutia of, you know, the Pennsylvania law in the election. No, no, I you know, know, I know, no, I know you don't. I know you don't. It's actually, it's actually painful for me to listen to it. it it's painful. It's huh? pa- it pains me. It hurts me. It yeah. hurts you it, at this it, point. Yeah, it hurts me in my testicles, right at the taint. You know, right at that edge. You get that little stinging sensation right at the there. Taint? Yes, Oof, yes, that's yes. not good. That's how I, I feel when we talk about the minutia of election results. Oh, okay. Well, you're probably yeah. not going to like other stories I have. Today. Oh God, here we go. We're getting deeper into this. Uh, no, no, no. Well, we are going to we are going to get a little deeper in this though. Is that because there was a reason article about it and basically like. The, the, is the right going to lose their mind completely and, and descend into madness, basically? Oh, God, I hope so. I hope so. As long as it's violent, you know. <laughs> as long as it's violent. <laughs> yeah. Left, too. I mean, you guys, uh, you know, got to get more violent. I'm so disappointed that the BLM uh, protests, like, kind of just fizzled out. What happened there? You uh, they lost their usefulness? <sighs> I guess they yeah. didn't need to be out there anymore. I mean, really, that's what yeah, it came yeah, down to. Yeah. It's not like the problems have gone away, by the way. Well, you know, I can, I can, I can understand. I, I really, in retrospect, I can understand completely um, why black people would stop rioting because uh, an old white man won the election. <laughs> Makes total sense, right? <laughs> an old white man that was responsible for legislation that put many of you in jail. Right. Yeah. The, 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 the you know, that uh, two strikes are out guy. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> Mandatory minimums. Yeah, him. <laughs> it just shows you the madness of all of it when I know. that happens. I know. Because you're looking at like he's he's a like and why does why do the electorate like why is the electorate that dumb? By the way, I don't know that you're gonna believe this guy. Like, go back and listen to his own words. Yeah. And his own words called you names. Wait, the best part is uh, the folks that are, like, arguing for UBI hate the guy that wants to give them $2,000. <laughs> Universal basic income for everybody. Government should write checks. Okay, how about 2000 Fuck you. <laughs> You're racist. We'll take the guys with 600 What? <laughs> yeah, it's just... Uh, it's it's insanity, man. It just none of it makes any sense to me anymore. No. I mean, I just I I can't even get upset about it. You know, yeah. that's the thing. Like, I, it, literally, I'm 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 hanging out with someone who's just you know telling me the most outrageous bullshit, and uh, you know, left and right. I hear it from both sides. You oh know? yeah, oh yeah. And I, I'm just like, okay, dude, <laughs> good on you. <laughs> Glad you feel that way. <laughs> you know? Me, I don't give a shit. And I just, I don't, you know, it's, I it just, it makes no sense to me how you can, how you can subscribe to one side or the other anymore. Yeah. You know, because you have to continually change your core values to stay in line with that side. Yeah. You know, it, well, just like when they, when they had to do, when they tried that Supreme court case, they're still like, I was, I was driving around yesterday. Which one are you talking about? 
the court case about the um, going to the Supreme Court with Texas challenging. Oh, Texas suing Pennsylvania? Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. For their election laws. Yeah. When you have that going on, which is, is clearly a violation of, you know, like states' rights mm-hmm. and, and all that. When you see something that, that if they set that precedent, that that's really going to cause some bad things to to happen. Yeah. And that they don't see that. I, exactly. And you're like, oh, I my mean, God, do you re, do you not realize what you're going to do? How can you have so many people that have, have you know, stood on states' rights, states' rights, yeah, states' rights. and right. the Constitution and all that stuff. And then Texas, and they're like, yeah, Texas should choose Pennsylvania for that. It's like, what? How, how can you... How can you make those two, you know, completely mutually exclusive concepts? How can you sometime, somehow not, you know, conflate the two and not have all kinds of cognitive dissonance going on? Yeah. I mean, that should like, your brain should hurt by trying to put those two concepts together. Yeah. But it doesn't somehow. I, I, it's just when it's something that benefits them or that they perceive will benefit them, then all rules get put aside. Yeah. Well, it's not even that the rules get put aside. It's like somehow they warp that to fit into their worldview. Well, yeah, that's you true. Know, yeah. Somehow it, it reminds me of like Nixon when he said, if the president does it, it's legal. Yeah. It, it's kind of that philosophy. It's like if it benefits my, my current agenda and it doesn't fit with my worldview, then it's going, I'm just going to force it in there and ignore the fact that it doesn't fit, Mm -hmm. you know, or it doesn't fit with my stated principles. It's just, they somehow ignore that. And it just, it's, it's totally, it it makes no sense to me. I don't, I don't understand how they rationalize it. None. And you know what? And you're right. It used to make me mad. It used to make me very angry and it doesn't make me angry anymore. Right. Like, but it's partly because I've given up. Yeah. Like I just, okay. No, you're never going to get it. Right. Uh, <laughs> you're just not going to get it. I guess I guess we're just... And again, it, it's, it's the same thing with the COVID where I feel like I'm a crazy person. But at the same time, I, I'll go back and actually try to self-reflect on that. And I'm like, nope, I'm not crazy. Yeah. Nope. It's, yeah. A, it's not me. I'm constantly challenging myself like that. Am I, am I a nut job? Am I a mm-hmm. nut job? Uh, let, me, let me rerun the numbers. No, not a nut job. Yeah. You know? it, it's, the, it's the same thing with the COVID thing. You know, it's both of those. It's it's those are two great examples of it right now. Yeah. And you're just hoping that people will start to get it. But I don't think it's going to happen, though. Right. It it is too easy to flip from one side to the other and to see that happen so many times to where this flip happens. You're just like, and there's so few that are up there that actually like are consistently trying to do stuff, which is why I probably have a lot of respect for even people like Tulsi Gabbard. Right. Because at least she's consistent, which is why she's demonized. You know, like I can understand too why people aren't consistent because they are demonized by the system. Right. They are. Think about like Dennis Kucinich was demonized and that guy was at least, I mean, he was wrong on a lot of stuff, but he seemed honest. Right. You know what I mean? Like he wasn't a, he wasn't a flip flopper like that. The only people I respect anymore are the ones who are completely apathetic. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> because the only people who get it are the ones who, that don't care they just don't even care yeah anymore. yeah because you can't care it just makes no sense to yeah yeah um okay so i wanted to get into this art get story as well did you hear about the millions of christmas gifts that may arrive late due to an overload at the postal service um i saw the article you posted yeah, but yeah. So, I, I didn't hear more than that all right so basically okay so this year unlike 
years in the past. Right. They have switched. We have, we as a society have now switched from buying in person to buying online. Right. Tremendously. Oh yeah. Like this, without question. We, we, here's the thing. We were already going down this road anyway. Yeah. But this year is the year that it went into overdrive. Yeah. But because of that, we've overloaded the postal service. Sure. Along with UPS and FedEx and stuff like that. But right. UPS and FedEx are not run the same way as the postal service is run. Mm-hmm. So they are able to adapt to these things much better. And you got to remember that the, the mission of UPS and FedEx really has nothing to do with like, these are packages more than their mail, like right. envelopes and stuff yeah. like that. You know what I'm saying? So like they're, you know, they kind of work differently than, than the, than the, sure. You know, a little bit, mm-hmm. but I just thought it was funny that like, this is how, if the, UP, if the postal service wants to stay relevant, this is where it's going and you didn't get it done this year. Like you didn't get it. You like, you didn't get it done at all. Right. Like you, we, you know, you're late on stuff. It's, you know, it's all, all over the place and they're complaining about it, but you didn't get it done at the end of the day. So how are you going to fix this? Mm-hmm. I think the only way you're going to be able to fix something like this is if you privatize the postal service. Yeah, I mean, you you could. Um, but uh, on the list of things that should be abolished in government, the post office is like 83rd on my list. Yeah, yeah. I'm not, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. No, 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 no. I, 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 and here's the thing. It's, it's, it's the one thing I would say that's if you could find a spot in the Constitution for it, it's there. Well, it's definitely there. Yeah. Yeah. It's... Uh, it's actually uh, Article One, Section. Is it Article One, Section Eight? I think it is in Section Eight. Yeah, yeah. to Congress uh, shall establish uh, postal routes and roads. Yeah. yeah, 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 right. Yeah, I think it is in Ar- Article uh, One, Section Eight. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so it is constitutionally mandated. But really, the bottom line is uh, it wasn't constitutionally monopoly mandated, though. No, no. Um, but I don't think anyone had a concept further than that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, but the the. The point is, is uh, FedEx and UPS were slow this season too. I had a couple of packages that were delayed yeah. from UPS and FedEx. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, and also UPS and FedEx are actually subbing a lot of things out to the U.S. Postal Service. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I did not know this. So that is happening. Yeah. So, in, in fact, uh, yeah, it helped. The, the Postal Service has been working seven days a week. You know, so, uh, yeah, I don't really fault them per se. I think that that article is probably more, um, agenda driven, sensationalized. Who put, who put it out there? It was NPR. Was NPR? Really? (laughs) NPR going after the postal service. Well, no, 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 no. I think they weren't, they weren't doing it in a way of, of like this article. If you read the article itself, Mm -hmm. it's not really attacking them. It's not really attacking them. It's just explaining them more than anything else. Like they're not saying that they're bad people for this. Right. They're saying that they were overwhelmed for various numbers of reasons. Oh yeah. And some of the reasons, like when you read the articles, it's actually, look, there's a lot of legitimate points to it. Oh yeah. Well, that's the thing. E-commerce this year has probably doubled. Oh, more than that. Yeah, I don't know what the numbers are, but if just if I had to guess, I'd say it's at least doubled. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, so you can't really fault the shipping services. I mean, I've this year I've ordered more online than I've ever ordered before. Yeah. You know, uh, it'd be probably the sum of all years past. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. That's an airplane. Oh, is that what that is? There are, there are these things in the sky that make noise. Oh. Yeah. And you shouldn't be so surprised when you hear one. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, I was, su- I was surprised quietly. You're the one that said something. In fact, it was a single engine turboprop. 
Oh, shut up. It was. It was not. <laughs> it was. No, I, I'm telling you, it was a single engine turbo. It was Listen, not. my job in the U.S. Army was to shoot down airplanes. And you have to know airplanes by sight and sound. And that's uh, one thing I could tell you. That was a single engine turboprop. Yeah. We'll play it back. You know, I'll let you listen to it. I'll, I'll point out the specific dulcet tones oh my God. of a single Here engine turboprop. Here we go. Yeah. So. The AK-47 makes a distinct sound when bullets are coming out of it. Well, you know that's the truth. Well, that's true. <laughs> yeah, it does make a very distinct sound. So, um, hopefully everybody liked their TVs that they bought this year. Unfortunately, China's going to be spying with them. Yep. Um, so, the Department of Homeland Security, China is using TL, TCL TVs to spy on Americans. So they're saying that there's a backdoor. Now, here's the thing, though, that I thought to be funny about this one. Right. So they're trying to warn everybody about these TVs that China is going to be looking at them. Right. When they're doing it, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, that, that, that's the thing. It's, it, it's funny that every time that uh, Department of Homeland Security comes out and warns you about China, uh, the, you know, you have, they're doing literally the same thing. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it, yeah, basically, folks, don't have a fucking smart TV. Because it is 100% guaranteed to be spying on you. Yeah. Don't put an Alexa in your house. It is 100% guaranteed to be spying on you. Don't put all these dumbass apps on your phone. They are spying on you. Yes. And the, really, the bottom line is, if you do, you just don't care. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, truly amazing. And I had that conversation with a bunch of young people. At least a couple of them were worried about it. But, you know, they were asking me about some of the apps and stuff and yeah. what, what's spying on you and what doesn't. But, you know, yeah, it's... Uh, yeah. But the Chinese, <laughs> they they basically got busted on this one. Yeah. And uh, what they did is on, on these uh, TVs, they they put in, a, they left a port open on them. Mm -hmm. And that port, uh, you know, would report back to certain servers in certain regions. Like there was a server for, you know, uh, the Western Hemisphere, a server for China, a server for Europe, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, a couple of those with microphones in the thing. So essentially what they could do is they could, uh, turn on record, record what was going on in the room mm -hmm. and then upload those files. In fact, it could upload the entire file structure, uh, to a server, which, you know, the Chinese company or government, whatever controlled. Yeah. So no, company government, one in the same in China. Right. So, uh, a couple of tech guys, uh, found this exploit and they contacted the company and the company never got back to them, but like three days later, they uh, <laughs> there was a patch that was silently pushed out that that closed it. So <laughs> they they never really acknowledged it or anything like that, but they just quietly patched it and, and closed up the the hole. So, but it had to be intentional. I know? mean, how would you make that if it wasn't intentional? Well, I was kind of thinking about that. Um, I could see it, well, not that direction, no. I, because it was it was doing a post function to the server as, as opposed to a get uh, function. Um, so if it was uh, initially, I was thinking, well, maybe they're using that to uh, push out updates, but it's the the flow of the data was going the other direction. So they were taking data off your TV and sending it to another server. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, if it was going the other way, then you could say, oh, well, they're just using that port for, you know, downloading updates and things like that. But yeah, definitely a spy vehicle. But yeah, again, we discover one of these every single day. You oh know, yeah, it's like there's there's always a new story like this. You know? Well, there was also another story from the Intercept that came out this week mm -hmm. that was the powerful mobile phone surveillance tool that operates in obscurity across the country. This company called Cellhawk that helps law enforcement visualize large quantities of information collected by cellular towers and providers. Right. So, like, again, the Chinese is doing it. The Chinese government is doing it. 
our government is doing it. Right. Like they you, you don't be surprised when this story comes out because they're that's what they're doing. Well, this uh, the the cell hawk is a little bit of a different thing. Uh, what cell hack? Uh, ha- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> the light just comes on randomly sometime. Oh, nice. I think because uh, it's a remote control and I think, uh, sorry, folks, we got distracted because uh, the overhead light in the room just turned on by itself. And uh, it's one of those new ceiling fans with the remote control light. Mm-hmm. And I think someone around here has it keyed the same way. Oh. Because sometimes it just randomly turns on or turns off. You know, oh, There's just really? no rhyme or reason to it. Oh, that's yeah. funny. So. Maybe you're getting bombed. It could be. There's another plane going overhead. So what's one is that one? Now that's that? that's a twin engine uh, turboprop. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay, Cellhawk. A Cellhawk. Um, so what that is is uh, you know how your phone you know you, it the phone company knows who you talk to uh, it knows every cell tower that your phone was in communication with so it has a, essentially a record of like you connected to this cell tower then two minutes later you connected to this one then two minutes later so they know the path and the direction that you're going and things well, and like they that can, and they can triangulate it right and they can triangulate it to know all exactly that, where you're to at. know exactly where you are uh, what Cellhawk does is it basically allows law enforcement to access this data from the phone company in near real time and instantaneously gather this information. Whereas before, like law enforcement would have to go to the phone company and say, hey, we're subpoenaing this this information. Uh, you need, We need everyone who's checked into this cell tower, um, you know, and because there was a bank robbery there and we want to know, you know, what, what, who all was in that area at that time. Yeah. Okay. So we can create a, essentially a list of suspects, which that's dragnet. That's, that's a violation of, you know, the fourth amendment to begin with. But what this does is it basically automates that whole process. Yeah. So, you know, they can just boom, get that information in, in seconds and eventually hang on. This is just step two. Okay. Step three will be to create an AI system that tracks that automatically and starts looking for suspicious activity and then reports it to police. So, and that's the thing with what, so we're kind of like halfway to like the really dangerous part of the 1984 and, and surveillance you need 5G state. in order to do that. Uh, no, 5G just makes it easier. Okay. Yeah. So this is from the intercept. I wanted to read this one paragraph from the intercept though. Cellhawks maker says it can process a year's worth of cell phone records in 20 minutes, automating a process that used to require painstaking work by investigators, including hand-drawn paper plots. The web-based product can ingest all details, records, and or CDRs, which track cellular contact between devices on behalf of mobile service providers, showing who is talking to whom. It can also handle cellular location records create, created when phones connect to various towers as their owners move around. So this thing could take a year's worth of your data where you were every day, all day, or at least where your phone was every day, all day, for a year and tell exactly where you were. Right, right. And it can be done through a web interface that law enforcement has access to. So basically, they just boop, boop, boop. there you go. There's all your information, and they're doing it without warrant, without subpoena. But it, keep in mind, folks, the NSA has had this capability since uh, since somewhere between 1990 and 95. Okay, mm-hmm. so the NSA has been doing this for a long time. Um, the The difference here is this is a private company uh, contracting with the. Um, cellular companies and then providing that information to law enforcement. So once they do it that route, because of the privacy policies that you signed with the phone company, 
they can do this and give it to law enforcement without a warrant. So really, that's the big difference. You know, and that is how the law enforcement gets around this in every single case is because you agreed to the, you know, the app's privacy policy or the carrier's privacy policy or, you know, you agreed to all that. Yeah. And now it's just like, okay, well, this private company is going to say, hey, we'll come in there and do a database and we'll let law enforcement search it. And they don't need a warrant because you agreed to let law enforcement search it when you signed the privacy policy. When you signed the contract, you agreed to this. Yeah. And that is why the Constitution is dying. The Constitution is dying because Americans don't care about, you know, terms and conditions. And they click I accept without ever reading a damn thing. Yeah. Yeah. And even if they read it, most wouldn't care. And that's the crazy part. And that's why we're going to have a police state here and we're going to live like it's, you know, 19 fucking 84. So, and this is why we need to burn shit <laughs> or why we need a major coronal mass ejection uh, to wipe out all technology on earth. Kind of rooting for that one more. You know, I think the funniest part about rooting for that one more is, is that you literally make your career off of that technology. Like right. you literally make your living off of that technology. Right. And you are actively rooting for the elimination of your job. Yes, absolutely. I would be happy to spend the rest of my life as a fisherman. <laughs> <laughs> Getting the news on stone tablets delivered from the other village. <laughs> totally cool with that. You don't own an RV, do you? <laughs> you know? <laughs> There's a high probability that uh, something like that could be in my, my future. Oh, I hope not. No, I don't think so. I'm, I, I don't have the flair for the dramatic for that sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. You called it flair for the dramatic. Oh, right? come on. Come like, on. No, 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 no. I, no, I, I think it's funny. I yeah. think it's funny. I think I, it's really yeah, funny. I, am, I am very much looking to, forward to seeing what this guy's real motivation was, but uh, I doubt we'll ever know. Yeah. <laughs> So, all right, hold on. We got, we got to, we still got to play this other thing in the first hour too here. Wait a second. Wait a second. Uh, we're, well, we're, we're way over. I mean, we're already over an hour. You want to, you want to hold it off for the second hour? Oh, we're already over an hour. Oh yeah. Well, let's, let's make these, uh, let's make these, uh, freeloading clowns pay for the second hour. I mean, screw you. You got all this free content. Now you got to pay us. So why don't you tease what we were about to do in the second hour? Okay. So North Korea or South Korea might blow up the whole world with the sun. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Kevin Spacey is definitely come out with his third annual um, creepiness thing. That is so creepy. Um, you got to hear it, folks. We have a new folk song for the beginning of the show in the second hour. Adrian has one suggestion to fix government, but uh, the bipartisan committee had ninety-seven, and uh, COVID is going to make you sterile. We'll see you on the other side. See you there.